Okay, good morning. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Cindy Stein, filling in for pastor today, <laughs> slightly. Okay, um, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever known someone who experienced something that um, you would definitely describe as a miracle, and yet they had no appreciation for what had just happened to them? They kind of chalked it up to luck or human intervention. They couldn't see the same awe and wonder of what had just happened to them like you did. How is it that you saw it differently than they did? Now suppose you saw someone struggling with a sudden medical emergency and they were literally close to death, but somehow their life was spared and they totally recovered from that devastating event. So was their life spared because someone quickly called 911? Or was their life spared because of the fast-acting paramedics? Or was their life spared because of the nurses and doctors in the emergency room, even though this medical personnel had no idea if they could save this man's life? We could choose to look at all of these ways that mankind can save a human life, and we can dismiss the miracle as nothing more than the work of people. Or we can choose to consider that God works through us. Did God speak to the person who decided to call 911? Did God speak to the paramedics by urging them to move quickly and helping them remember their training? Did God speak to the nurses and doctors to remind them of the medical oath that they took? Do we open our hearts and minds to look at people and events through the heart and mind of God or through our own human understandings of the world? Our gospel reading today is talking about men walking to Emmaus who were followers of Jesus. You have these two followers of Jesus walking down the road discussing all that had happened to Jesus and his death. These men on their walk to Emmaus, you know, they were probably still caught up in wonder and fear from all that had happened with Jesus' persecution and death. And I'm sure they were worried about what should we do next without Jesus to lead us? Probably they were fearful for their own lives because, after all, they had been his followers. And I'm sure it was very frightening for them to think, what could happen next? Maybe they were so fearful that they couldn't remember that God is with them always. I mean, fear can definitely change the way we think and see things, can't it? Did Jesus come to them to give them direction because he knew they were so caught up in fear? In this scripture reading, it states that their hearts were burning. Their hearts were burning when Jesus was speaking to them. Did he cause their hearts to be burning so that they would put aside their fear and trust in God? We see, most of all, that Jesus was faithful to them, even after his resurrection. I believe he came to them so that they could see the faithfulness of our God. 
And so God comes to us, just like Jesus came to these men. He especially loves to come to us when we seek him out in prayer, I think. But when you think about prayer, really, um, it's just a conversation, right? It's just a conversation between you and God. But it's very personal, isn't it? I think that's why many people maybe are afraid to pray in public or afraid to pray at all or to admit maybe that God has spoken to them. I think sometimes we don't want to dive that deep into our private feelings or we don't want to be humbled by the power of our God. Maybe many times we are afraid, afraid to listen to what God might tell us about ourselves or afraid of what he might ask us to do? Are we afraid to allow our hearts to be burning for God? There is a scripture in Psalms 116 that talks about a man who is so joyous, he declares his love for the Lord because God has heard his cry for mercy. It says, because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. And it also says, truly, I am your servant, Lord. Now it seems this man who turned to God was changed. He most definitely felt that God came to him. He knows he can trust God to be there for him and to love him through anything he has to face. And he recognizes that God is faithful. So he vows to serve God the rest of his life. Now, how can this man know how to serve God as he's promised? Could it be that he's put aside all fear of, his, of speaking his deepest, darkest secrets to the Lord and that he has opened himself to God's direction? In reading the account of this man whose life was changed, I thought, hmm, the question then arises to us. Why should we be afraid of a deep personal encounter with God when we know how much he has already done and he continues to do? He continues to keep proving his love to us. Really, don't think that God isn't still working in the world today. In the book of Acts, um, when Peter, when, I'm sorry, when Jesus is um, first resurrected and he gives the Holy Spirit to the disciples, Peter then goes out and to the crowd and talks about what has happened to Jesus. He preaches the gospel. He was trying to get the people to understand that God himself had just come to them in human form. So he urges them to repent and to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins and to receive the Holy Spirit. Then the words he speaks after that are so exciting. They involve us. He says, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. We are the children. We are the children of the children of the children of the children. God is still there calling us, all of us. The Lord our God will keep continuing to call on all of us. 
Now, what Peter was saying when he spoke these words to the people was coming from his lips, but the message was coming from God. Peter was saying the words God had given him to say through the Holy Spirit, and he had fully embraced the Holy Spirit of God, which allowed God to speak through him to the people. He put aside any fear that he had of leading the people now without Jesus physically, and he was listening fully to what God was telling him to do. God was indeed faithful to Peter, just as he was to the man in the Psalms and to the two men on the walk to Emmaus. Now, have you ever had a conversation with a person where something they said made you change how you thought about your life or about your current situation? Did you get that sense that maybe you just heard the perfect words at the perfect time? You know, God not only speaks to us directly, but he speaks to us through other people. For example, when your pastor comes before you to speak the sermon that he has written, it is not just him speaking. It is God's Holy Spirit speaking through him. So just think about this for a minute. Let's let your imagination work a little. How incredible would it be if you could get a mental image of God standing up here in front of you, right here where I'm standing? If you could see God standing here, not Pastor Lars, not me, not any other person preaching the word of God, would you listen differently? Would you be afraid to listen? Would you feel a burning in your heart in the same way that the men on the walk to Emmaus felt? God comes to us in so many different ways, through different events, through different people, through scripture reading for sure. God has power far beyond what we can even imagine. And I believe he comes to us every day just waiting for us to realize he is speaking to us. God is always trying to guide us and protect us in the same way a parent tries to guide and protect their child. But we cannot hear God's call if we don't take the time to listen to him. So let's go back to these two men on this road to Emmaus because they were on more than a walk to another town. They were on a walk with God and they didn't even realize it. Why do people today not recognize God? Why do people refuse to see what he does or listen to him speak to them? I think there are many people who think that God has never come to them. They are waiting for some big, dramatic revelation. And just like these men on this road, they are oblivious to the fact that God is already with them. Why were these men kept from recognizing Jesus in the beginning? Which we didn't get to in our scripture today, sorry. Um, but why did they not recognize Jesus? I kind of wonder if it's so that we understand we are also on a journey with God. And sometimes we don't realize he is with us either. And then there's one more thing I find interesting about our gospel lesson today. I feel like Jesus... He could have just appeared to the disciples one time 
after his resurrection, when they were all together in one place and then left them to carry on his mission, but he didn't. He chose to come to them in person many times over the 40 days after his resurrection. He chose to come to them. And this is how it is with God. He has chosen us and he chooses us every day. Why? Why does God choose us every day? Every day we think we are not worthy of God, and yet God chooses us every single day. It's the same reason Jesus came to the earth and died on a cross. Our God is a faithful God, and his grace is bigger and deeper than we can ever imagine. Yes, people choose or don't choose to acknowledge that God is our creator, Yes, people choose to listen to his word. Sometimes people choose to love others as he's asked us to. But in the end, we need to remember that God chooses us. We can be super talented or praised by lots of people, or we can be incredibly wealthy or famous, or we can have a charming and winning personality. But if we don't remember that God has chosen us, we can get so lost in this world and in ourselves. We cannot live as Jesus has asked us to if we don't recognize that God chooses us. I really do believe that with all my heart and soul that God comes to us speaking to us every single day because I have experienced God's faithfulness to me throughout my life. It seems that all through the Bible, those who listened to God and who felt that God listened to them were changed. So many of these people had faults and difficulty initially listening to God's direction, but once they allowed that dialogue between them and God, everything was different. These men on the road to Emmaus, they were so excited when they realized that Jesus had been with them, speaking to them, that as soon as Jesus left, they could think of nothing else but going back to the other disciples and telling them what had happened. Their hearts were burning. And what an incredible feeling. They recognized God had come to them, and their hearts were burning to put aside their fear and go tell others. What in our lives has changed since we've recognized that God has come to us? At some point, we've all had something happen in our lives that has urged us to seek God. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be here today, would we? So let's think about that. Let's remember how that played out. Remember how you first felt God's love and why you responded to him? Remember all the ways in which he has come to you and blessed you. So shouldn't we long for changed hearts? Shouldn't we want our hearts to be burning and moving in excitement to spread the love of God? Every day we are given the opportunity to listen to God speaking to us. When you have a friend or someone who comes and asks you a hard question, you can take the time to talk to God in your mind, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in what you say, 
so that you have the right words to say to this person to help them. When we see someone who needs help, we can listen to that urging in our hearts, the Holy Spirit telling us to go help this person and how to help them. All through the day, God is there inside of us, inside of us, available to help us through everything because our God is a faithful God. So no matter how God comes to you, I pray that you feel your hearts burning, just like these men on the road to Emmaus. Let's allow God to open our hearts and minds through the Holy Spirit. Let's listen for God's voice as he comes to us. Let's share his love and faithfulness with the world. Amen.